New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Hey, it's Matt Jones here. If you want to check out the video version of this podcast, click on the first link in the description. G'day guys, just sending out a big fat season greeting to everybody. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I hope you have a fantastic new year. Have a safe one. Take care. And here we go again, right? We do this with the CSRs, right? We talk about what's the power of booking one more call. If we do how many of those calls turn into how many dollars, how many convert in the house, how many turn over to flip leads or bigger jobs, we could do the math and we could understand that one more booked call per day um, for a company could really mean millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And so this is a great Mm -hmm. aspect. This isn't about challenging thinking. This is just creating clarity and alignment. The two greatest things that are, that create when you don't have clarity and when you don't have alignment, guess what gets missed accountability. And so Mm -hmm. we want to create clarity and alignment so we can have accountability, not only down, but up, right? Because the manager's got to be held accountable too. And so if they get a great understanding to their team about how things work and everybody's aligned, boy, we're cooking with gas and we can really make some stuff happen. We look for three ways in which we could give more knowledge over the phone than the average competitor would do in person. And so we pull the house up on Google Maps, we look at it, we read their notes. And so we're always looking for things where we can get more accomplished. You know, for example, we'll say things like, I looked at your house and I noticed that you have, you know, about two and a half feet of access on the side of your home. And they go, oh, wow. Like we do things to build this trust and professionalism. Even even looking at um, even things like, oh, I noticed your neighbor has an alley in their back. You know, could we access it from there? And they go, well, actually, yeah, that no one's yeah. thought of that yet. And they're going, this guy, this guy or gal got more over the phone than the three people who came out, you know, to look at it in person. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So what do you, let, let's talk a little bit about um, <clears throat> how you roll this out and implement it in the, in the landscape of change, you know, when we're talking about, because like often you'll have businesses that have been doing something a certain way and that whole, it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mentality. You know, when all of a sudden you throw this new this new model into the mix and people all clam up. People hate change, right? This is normal. So how do you navigate that? That's tough. Um, I uh, My team wasn't bought into this model. This was, again, pre-COVID when we started doing this. And they were like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we're going to go virtual. I'm like, this is the next, you know, this is the future. So I we started off by just simple. Step one was, hey. You can send us some photos and we can give you a quick price over the phone or we can come out. And at that time we weren't charging. And so we found that like, I forget the exact stat, but it was staggering. It was like 60% of clients wanted to just send photos and quickly schedule. 
And I was like, wow, you know, this was interesting. So I managed those like first 25 appointments. I managed all of them. Like I was like, send them my calendar. I'll talk to the client. I'll figure this out. Like what we need to say. Um, so I felt in control and which as an owner, you know, you always want to, it's tough, right. To, to give that up, especially when it's uncharted waters. This was before all the digital stuff. Like I said, after COVID things became more normalized, but this was like totally off the beaten path. So we started with that. Then we, we started and I realized that because we offered this, we rolled out, it was a small fee, I think $47. So it was like, we can come out for 47 or you can send in photos. I was trying to push people more towards the photos if they weren't serious about us coming out because of the time and everything. And then I realized 47 wasn't pushing enough people away. Like they were like, well, we thought it was easier to get you out anyway. And I'm like, I just drove an hour and a half. Like it would have been nice, <laughs> you know? So we kicked it to 97. We tested 147. That was pushing out too much. We found our sweet spot, but I know people where I've helped them build this model and they don't even charge. It's just a convenient sweet thing. Like it's, I have a commercial contractor and he does it with plans. You know, he does it with blueprints where he's like, Hey, send us a set of plans. I'll pick one item off that and I'll kick you a number. We'll hop on a call later today. Like, there, there, you can use the psychology for any type of the business. I think the key to remember is um, when it comes to your team and what you expect from them and their behavior and performance, you, uh, there's a saying that says um, you get what you demand and you encourage what you tolerate. And I like the last line in particular because if you're tolerating it, even if you don't like it, you're just encouraging it to continue. So the sooner you have the conversation, the sooner you're going to sort mm. the problem out. <clears throat> Yeah, it's true. Sometimes we just dance around things, yep. expecting things to change, and they never will. And it, again, it, it's will. not necessarily through anyone's fault. It's just a communication thing. Yeah, because if you're not saying anything, your team member thinks I'm they don't know they're doing the wrong thing. So of course they're going to continue. So there, there again, it, you know, it just comes back to the fact that having a service agreement can not only be profitable, it can not only help you know be beneficial for the customer but it can be beneficial for you, the business, because you're, you're engendering um, customer loyalty. Like I talked about before, customers are not likely to shop around if they're happy with what you're doing. And as I mentioned before, they're most likely going to provide some referrals on occasion to their friends and family about your business. Yeah. Well, and when you have a piece of, yeah, you have a piece of content that tells the story or, or tells your process it's on your website. They're looking around and they click into that. I mean, uh, we've seen a, uh, an increase in our closing rates just since we've rolled out these videos and our new website. Like people are calling more ready to buy uh, and they'll yeah. they're less, less ready to find a competitor because when they find that competitor, they don't have those things that we have. They don't have the processes. They don't have the systems or the videos and stuff. So it actually um, takes you out of that sense of um, selling a commodity. Um, because if, if, if you've got a bid from both paint companies and they're just about the same, um, they tell you the same stuff, the experiences are the same, the customer is going to go right to the price and pick the one that's cheapest. Mm -hmm. So, but if you can provide, if you can provide this, this sense of like, what we're doing here is special and nobody else is doing what we're doing, you put yourself in a whole different market and then they are buying from you, not because you're the cheapest, but because you're the best. And like, that's the unfortunate thing is it. Drinking and being hungover in Australian culture is just normal. Mm. And then when you step away from it, like you have, you understand how much better life can be. And you're like the energy levels that you have and you wake up and you're feeling fresh and like your levels of clarity are just 
Like you're just focused on business and you're smashing it. Mm. And once you get a taste of it, it's like, okay, I'm going to be addicted to that taste instead of the taste of waking up and feeling like a dickhead on, on a Saturday or Sunday morning. It is 100% a game. And actually, if you don't play the game, they lose confidence in you. And right. so I give you like two different. So if the, the secret, I guess, in all of this, and obviously they don't go around and it's, it's no one's fault because you know, they don't advertise this, but they give you their worst possible contract to sign. They couldn't, right. couldn't be any worse, but they know it's a game and they have backup clauses for every single one. And they have permission to negotiate to X level on all of these things. So you just need to know what to negotiate, what's important to you. And so they're expecting you to negotiate. And if you don't negotiate, they think you have no clue what you're doing. Right. right? Well, you do negotiate, you negotiate hard to actually respect you. And in the post-award phase, there's this also the approach for people like, oh, I don't want to be contractual. If I'm contractual, you know, they're going to piss them off and they're not going to give me more work, right? So a lot of people think that as well. But again, that's not the reality. That is true if you start off super compliant, doing everything they ask you to do, and then halfway through the project, you start getting contractual because you're like, oh, there's a problem here now. I need to get contractual. That, w- that will annoy anybody. If you start off contractual like a downer or some a company like that, uh, they just look at you. Oh, these guys are switched on. They know what to do, and they're really quick with their paperwork, and that's the perception they get. You get that respect, professionalism, rather than rolling over being told what to like you know do whatever i tell you to do and a lot of times when you've been told to do whatever you're like told this stuff it's by their project manager and he's oftentimes covering his own ass um sure internally and so he could be telling you to do all the stuff that he really shouldn't be telling you to do mm-hmm. like for example oh don't don't submit loads of little variations roll them all up into one change order or one variation and submit it so that happens all the time. That's him trying to save his own ass. It doesn't look like there's all these changes that he's making. But in reality, you have not complied with the contract. You've not followed the proper procedure in, in the contract. Um, and so you're completely at his mercy if he decides he doesn't want to do it. You're actually walking the wrong path. And so for all the listeners out there, the reason why habits are so important is that um, 60% almost 60% of what you do on a daily basis is unconscious decisions based on habits. Um, I think it's 60%. And so what that tells us is most people think they're in control of what they're doing on a daily basis, but more than half of what we do and what we say and what we think is based on unconscious habits. And so we're actually not in control of what we do. Our habits are. So if if we're not happy with the results that we're getting, it's often because we've got unhealthy habits. And so um, for the listeners out there, it's if it's about looking at your life and thinking, well, if you're not happy with a certain areas in your life around your health, your wealth, your business, all the connections, it's more often than not, not necessarily a skill gap. It's actually a wrong habit that you've formed and you're executing on a daily basis. And so if they want to make change, they've got to go fundamentally down to behaviors, which is their habits. And if they can change them, then that's actually what's going to change their life. And that's why habits are so powerful. If you only have enough budget to show up, you know, 
once every now and then when someone is searching and you're competing against someone who is consistently appearing when someone searches, even if they're not clicking on that ad, they're, they're getting that, that name in their mind, company ABC. Oh, you know, I've seen them, their, their name five times when I searched. And now that I'm ready for a plumber and looking for one, oh, great. They, you know, I've seen their name. I'll click on their ad now and we're off to the races. Whereas you've got those ones that are spending a thousand dollars a month and they pop up every now and then they might still get some clicks, but subliminally even their brand name has nowhere near the credibility that the guys who are spending a hundred thousand dollars a month have been able to build up through their spend. Yeah. And that's often the case, you know, when we're dealing with people, businesses that, you know, they'll come to us and they'll, they'll ask for, they want to compete on these terms or whatever it is, or we do everything. We, the, we can service the whole area and we do everything. And you're like, you can't. And I'll <laughs> tell you why, because this guy here, I know for a fact, is spending 250 grand a month on ads for the same term and he can yeah. service it. Like, so it's, it's a bit of a, bit of a polarizing conversation when you can kind of help them, you know, understand, but you know what, also that's where some of the great opportunities lie for smaller businesses. It's in, narrowing down those campaigns so that yes. you don't have to compete against these huge companies that are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. You mm -hmm. can compete, you know, in your own little space there and gradually grow it bit by bit if you need to. And here's what I always tell people. Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and they say something you don't understand? What does your brain do? It Just, stops. Yeah, it stops because your brain starts trying to figure out what you said. And then by the time your brain reengages in the conversation, the person you're talking to is like 30 seconds down the road. And now you're behind the conversation. So your brain's trying to catch up to the conversation. And while your brain is either stopped or catching up, it's not retaining any information that is going in that this person's saying. They're talking just like lips moving and nobody hears them. The problem is you said something they didn't understand. So you need to understand the first thing you need to do in sales, stop using technical dark jargon, stop talking fast, and always stop in the conversation and do what we call pause for effect and a check-in. Mm. I said, Matt, do you understand what an ATC frequency is? No. Okay, well, basically, I, I, when I'm flying, I have to change frequencies about every 20 minutes. Does that make sense? I just got to talk to somebody else because I'm flying farther away. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Like in your HVAC, we've got this SEER reading. I don't know what I'm talking about, by the way. And it's 1.7. Do you understand what that means? Mm -hmm. I don't either. So here's what that actually means and how it affects you. Yeah. Right. As opposed to just throwing it out there and saying it and moving on and the client's going, what the hell is a SEER rating? I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, right? you know so, what I call it? Passing the mum test. I always okay, say, go ahead. I say to our clients, right? Okay. Because when we come back and we say, okay, what are your services? What do you do? Tell us. And then they come back with this jargon. Yeah. I'm like, okay, go and send this to your mum and tell me. I love it. Tell me if she understands anything you've put there. That's great. The mum test. Yeah. It's never failed me. No offense, mum. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.